And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half. Oh, look, I'm, I'm too messed up, y'all. See, I, I be thinking I'm ready. Hold on one second. There we go. I'm Corey, one half of the Court and Full of Fed podcast. And I'm back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays on the Court and Full of Fed podcast. We discuss finances and fitness, health and wealth, and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. And again, if it's your first time tuning in, my co-host Jordan, the fitness section of this podcast is still on paternity leave. However, I spoke with Jordan last night. He said, look, y'all, I know I came back, but like, you know, been busy. He said last night, however you want to look at it, I guess Monday night into Tuesday night was his first full first night of full rest for him and his wife since his son was born. So he he's planning on making a return. Oh, snap. Oh, no. Oh, no, y'all. My video didn't mess up. Jordan said he's working on making a comeback, though, for um for the podcast as far as coming on to the platform. Let's see if I can get back real quick. Boom. Look at that. My, my iPhone just decided to update. Midstream. Okay. Shout out to technology. But again, if this is your first time tuning in. Please hit that like button for the YouTube algorithm on the podcast platform. Please leave those rating reviews as well and subscribe so you get notified when we drop a new episode on Wealth Wednesdays. We get straight to the finance topic. And today, y'all, I mean, you you can see the topic of the video, and I'm glad we get to end with this video. Oh, wait, before I get started again, freaking iPhone messed me up. Again, this is for entertainment purposes only. Don't sue me. Sue your mama. Please do your own research. This is not finance advice. Entertainment purposes only. And for my information and Jordan's information, you can find in the show notes on YouTube. I am sideline underscore Corey on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And Jordan is Stop Solon J on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. And then Jordan's business page is Finally Fit on Instagram and Facebook. And then the website is finallyfit.live. Jordan has been doing a lot of rebranding. I believe I, I'm not I can't verify this. I believe he's doing a deal to end out the year, right? Prepare for the New Year's resolutions. But for those of you who are looking to get started on your fitness journey, you need to reach out to Jordan. Again, like I said, stop Saul and Jay, or his business page is finally fit.live. Or you can reach out to myself and I can refer you to Jordan, however you want to do it. But y'all need to start focusing on your health and your fitness. And Jordan is the go-to person for that. Again, his website is finally fit.live. You can get on there. Uh, start your subscription. Again, the classes are at 5.30 a.m. Working out in the morning is amazing because it frees up your day for those to wake up in the afternoon, especially if you have kids, things like that. When you get your workout done in the morning, more crap happens as the day goes on because more people are waking up. If you're able to work out, you're going to have more energy throughout the day. This is not fitness advice, but this is just my personal pain experience. And not to mention, you're not going to be tired and burnt out from the day. It's a lot easier to say, I'm not going to work out, in my opinion, after you get off work versus you just got to get up in the morning anyway. So let's get up 30 an hour minutes, uh, 30 to an hour earlier. Go ahead and get your workout in. Again, it's at 530. And you can find that information on his website. Again, finallyfit.com. Dot live. You got you got to do your own promotions right on your own platform, right? So it only makes sense I take the time out and do that for Jordan, even though he's not here. Now, like I said, we're gonna get started. We're gonna get started on this, y'all. And I love that this data continues to come out and it continues to be exactly the same on how many people live in paycheck to paycheck. Now, as again, as y'all know, I'm going to CNBC 
But what do y'all think the main reason is that people are living paycheck to paycheck? Do you think it's debt? Because remember, all everything we discussed this year, and what well, I said the, the back, the last third of this year since I started doing these in August, we've discussed multiple articles how Americans are preparing for inflation and all these things they're going to do. And then we get to Thanksgiving and the holiday spending, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and all the money people spent there. And the articles are starting to contradict themselves. And now we get the article again about, okay, it's still 60% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Interested to see how they define this on here. I'm also also interested to see when the black net worth numbers are going to come out. Remember, we keep talking about that after a while. All these people talking about how to make money, how to make money. At some point in time, if the net worth for the black community keeps going down and down. We got to have a different conversation. How many more years do you want? If we get out the 2020s, we get in the 2030s and the net worth has gone down eight more years in a row. We'll have to have a conversation about the information that's being promoted. All right. Here we go, y'all. <laughs> I'll explain why I'm laughing again. Share of Americans living paycheck to paycheck rises. It rises to 63%. Here's how to get your finances back on track. My guess is that, um, what's it called? That, uh, inflation might have something to do with this. But again, I thought Americans were preparing for, you know, all this type of stuff. And I'm laughing because as you all know, the authors of these articles give me hell i can usually get by on the first name but 90 percent of the time the last name is a dick and <laughs> this article is by jessica dickler you cannot write this crap y'all this is insane so i love recording stuff for the internet it's like... <laughs> shout out to jessica dickler for this article okay key points with inflation again what did i Again, I don't read these articles. Okay, I don't read these articles, but what are the chances the first key point is about inflation? With inflation eroding wage gains, the number of Americans living paycheck to paycheck is increasing according to a recent report. I wanted to say this, and a lot of people, it's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money, but it is some. And if you're penny pension, if you get an increase on your pennies, right? If you're barely getting by or living paycheck to paycheck, that means you a couple of dollars, literally a couple of dollars will help you get by. A lot, of, a lot of time people tend to forget that when you get your first, you know, new check in the new year, because, you know, the tax rates, not like as far as the percentages, 12, 10, 12, 22, 24, 32, 35, 37, not those seven brackets, but the actual income ranges in those brackets, those increase pretty much every year. You're not guaranteed, right? They can change it, but it's increasing next year. So in short, however much money you made this year, as long as you don't have um, your benefits renewing at the end of the year. But if your benefits are staying exactly the same and, you know, you don't get your raise increased to like February or something like that, that first check, the first two checks in January, depending on how your pay cycle works, you will have an increase as far as how much you're getting paid because you're going to be taxed less on the federal level. Can't speak for the states, too many of them. But you're going to be taxed less on the federal level. The brackets are increasing. I'm going to do episode, not the next episode, but the episode after this, I'm going to go over all the updates as far as the tax brackets, Roth IRA, all those type of things. Mm -hmm. But you are going to have a little bit more money, not a lot, but a little bit more money coming in. So that's something if you're living paycheck to paycheck, this article is going to go over that you need to be aware of. You need, even if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you get an extra, you know, 10 dollars a check that's twenty dollars like that's enough to get you some gas like half a tank at least i mean gas is going down a lot of people not talking about that gas is going down at least in maryland or i can't speak for all the other states but i mean twenty dollars extra a month is going to help you if you're living paycheck to paycheck because you're penny pension so you know you just got you know 
what is that, 20,000 extra pennies, something like that. All right, now next key point is even the share of six-figure earners. What are the chances I did six-figure earners, even though that was an article about, uh, I think that was done last year. Even the share of six-figure earners feeling financially strained spiked from the previous month. Now, here's what's the interesting thing. And I'm not, I haven't even gotten to the article yet. How long is this article? It's not that long. We'll see. Let's just say how long the read is going to be for me at the top. It doesn't say it. But the student loan payments haven't started back up yet. That's all I'm going to say right there. But if the six-figure earners are still struggling, if everyone's still struggling without the student loan payments, my God. Okay, regardless of income, these money moves can help your budget, keep your budget in check, head into New Year. All right, so they're going to give us some tips. Look at this stuff. All right, Dow Jones is up 30%. Shout out to them, my Nike shares. Okay, here we go. There we go. As rising prices continue to weigh on household, shout out to inflation, more families are feeling stretched too thin. As of November, 63% of Americans were living paycheck to paycheck. I'm interested to see how many people Lending Club interviewed for this or got research on. This is according to Lending Club report up from 60% the previous month and near the 64% historic high hit in March. Let me see real quick if I can get Lending, Lending Club. Y'all can't see this, but Lindy Club, here, let me just share this tab and said, boom. Uh, let me zoom in some for y'all so y'all can see it. God dang. Boom, there we go. Uh, um, impacted 3,895 U.S. consumers. That's what Lending Club did. So they looked at a little under 4,000 people. And that's normally what these articles are usually that range in the sub 5,000 range. So in short, Lending Club looked at 4,000 Americans, and they're saying that 63% of them are living paycheck to paycheck. Even high-income earners are under pressure. We talked about this last episode. Lending Club found of those earning more than six figures, 47%, almost half, reported living paycheck to paycheck, a jump from the previous Mom's 43%. So it makes sense that there's an increase in people living paycheck to paycheck with, you know, people don't get a wage increase frequently throughout the year, right? You might get it one time, maybe twice if you end up changing jobs and get a raise, right? But it makes sense as inflation is continuing to increase throughout the year in and of itself, and you just don't get wage increases throughout the year, then it makes sense that the people living paycheck to paycheck is going to increase as they're doing a month over month survey. Americans are cash strapped and their everyday spending continues to outpace their income. We discussed this about the Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday spending. Okay. We talked about how, and this is like a, re a recap, right? Uh, it's an interesting article comes out now, but a recap of how Americans reportedly were preparing for inflation increases by delaying large purchases, i.e., mortgages and car loans, which means taking out debt, paying down their credit cards, and then Increasing their savings. So they're doing everything they can to decrease their debt and increase their savings. But yet somehow when we get to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Thanksgiving spending, it goes, it's all time high as far as the mobile sales for those articles. And then now they're saying Americans are cash strapped and their everyday spending continues to outpace their income. If someone has to explain to me, and that's why I enjoy doing budgets and help people out personally, shout out to my personal finance coaching. Information is in the description. Most people are not living paycheck to paycheck. Most people are forcing themselves and shout out to uh bitch on budgeting on um, 
on Instagram because she just did a, a, um, a video, a reel about this and saying, are you really living paycheck to paycheck? Which is what I've been saying. It's like most people are not living paycheck to paycheck. If you intentionally spend all your money and have no wiggle room, no cash flow or no leftover, as I like to call it, then you are going to be struggling financially. But if you sit down, look at your income and just pay for your necessities and your debt payments, most people are not living paycheck to paycheck. You choose to have lifestyle creep, lifestyle inflation, shout out to inflation, but lifestyle inflation, and you're forcing yourself to live the paycheck to paycheck, and you're so addicted to spending that you don't realize the consequence of that, right? You're addicted to alcohol, therefore your liver is messed up. You're addicted to your lifestyle, therefore your finances are messed up, and that brings on a whole bunch of stress, stress, anxiety, anxiety, depression, depression, right? Self-termination, but it's like, my goodness, y'all don't be struggling financially. You like, you make yourself struggle financially. I've never seen it before. You spend all your money and have a whole bunch of credit card debts. Like, my God, when are you going to stop the spending? Right. And then all this spending, right, it impacts their ability to save and plan. How does it impact your ability to plan? It might impact your ability to save, but how does it impact your ability to plan? Because obviously, if it's impacting your ability to plan, when we're talking about finances, that means you're not on a budget because the budget is a plan for your money. A budget isn't restrictive. Your income is restrictive. Here we go with somebody. This quote was by Andrew Nayar, Lending Club's financial health officer. All right, let's see. So although consumer prices rose less than expected in November, so they still rose with less than the predicted amount, persistent inflation has caused real wages to decline. Real average hourly earnings are down 1.9% from a year earlier, according to the latest reading from the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Always remember when they're talking about inflation, they're talking about year over year. So how much inflation rose or how much inflation was last year or prices were last year compared to this year. And that's not a month to month analysis. This leaves many Americans in a bind. As inflation is high prices, force people to dip into their cash reserves, okay, or lean on credit just when interest rates rise at the fastest pace in decades. Here's the one confusing thing about interest rates. I understand that they're rising, but I mean, everyone does not go out and you just don't buy a home. Shout out to that crazy housing market. But like, you don't just be out here buying houses like that. Like, I mean, like the, the housing prices, you know, are, um, excuse me, the interest rates are going up, but it's like, you just went and bought, bought a house. Like you decide you want to buy a house in the last week. Shout out to car loans. People do go crazy with the car loans, but it's like interest rates increasing shouldn't impact you that much. If you define how you want to handle that and handle thing, handle it that way. Second thing I recommend after budgeting, tracking transactions. But if you have a plan for your money and how you want to manage your finances, then it shouldn't matter what the interest rates are doing, because regardless of what the interest rates are doing, your plan is going to get executed. Right? It shouldn't be that dependent on something like interest rates, because, you know, interest rates may go up or down. And not to mention over we go back a year or so, interest rates were at an all time low. So by definition, they're almost at zero percent. They really can't go anywhere but up. So that's the simple logic there. That's why you should get somebody in your corner to help you out with your finances. First thing I recommend is build a team. And two a financial person and an actual financial advisor are on that list. All right, so Americans dipping into savings and get and taking out debt, credit cards. However, I thought Americans weren't doing this to pay for inflation. This is where it gets confusing. So this article is saying to deal with inflation, Americans are dipping into savings and using credit cards. However, an article came out and said that, well, to prepare for inflation, Americans weren't going to do what I have highlighted right here. This is where I get confused. Already, credit card balances are surging. All snap of 15% in the most recent quarter. My God, 15%. The largest annual jump. <laughs> the largest annual jump, annual jump in over twenty years. Shout out to inflation. Over twenty. My goodness, what time are we in right now? At the same time, credit card rates are now more than nineteen percent on average at an all time high. Again, people talk about debt payoff plans. 
most people are going to tell you to pay off debt. Credit cards are always on the list because they're high interest rate. And then even if you're doing that snowball, your, your overall balances on each individual cards, they're probably going to be at the front as far as your debt payoff plan from a balance, a total that you owe standpoint. Got to get rid of it. It's no discussion about credit cards. You have to pay off your credit cards. If you're going to use credit cards, you have to pay them off every month. Most people shouldn't have credit cards. You're, you're not disciplined enough to use them slash have the financial literacy to understand that, hey, if you are going to use, you need to pay it off every month. Most people aren't even able to do that. Not to mention when people have lifestyle inflation, they use their credit cards to do it. Shout out to people compensating for the money they don't have by using credit cards. Compared with a year ago, 32% of all consumers are saving less than they were before. I'm confused. I feel like I need to go back right now and watch one of the videos I did. I swear, y'all, didn't I do a video about people saying that they were saving up? And now they're saying compared with a year ago, 32% of all consumers are saving less than they were before. Uh, those numbers are kind of augmented because the pan panorama did force people to have an increased savings rate as far as all Americans. So I'll give a little bit of grace on that number. But 32% is high as hell. That's a third. Okay. Among those who said they were struggling financially, half are unable to save and have no savings at all. One third of American uh, working adults. 33% feel somewhat or very uncomfortable about their ability to pay for an emergency. Here we go. It's the $400, $400, pay for a $400 expense. A separate survey by bipartisan policy center also found nearly 8% wouldn't be able to afford it at all. So a third of Americans feel like, Hey, I don't know if we'll be able to pay for a $400 emergency. Let me see how many people this one. They this one did 16,000 and excuse me, 16,000, 1,600 employees as far as that. What is it called? Uh, bipartisan policy. It is 1,600 employees, 1,600 people employed. So a third of them. And by the way, too, this lets you know how many people they actually interview for this stuff. Shout to uh, the prices, right? Right. 100 people for the survey to get $20,000. Um, Third of people said they don't got $400. 8% said they wouldn't be able to afford it at all. And when they're saying they won't be able to pay for an emergency, that means cash, meaning they'll have to, they'll have third, a third of them think they'll have to go into debt, use a credit card to pay for a $400 emergency. That's insane. With average savings stagnating, if not decreasing, setting financial goals for the new year will become increasingly difficult for many consumers. Nayar, Nayar, Nayar said. Okay, now they're talking about all the data as far as what's going on. Now they're saying, how do you fix it? These challenges aren't going away. And when we flip the calendar, our, yeah, they're not going away next year, obviously. And the best plan is mitigating ongoing risk to financial stability like inflation and market volatility in the year ahead. Uh, market volatility, just keep dollar cost averaging. They're talking about stock market there. Just keep buying. I mean, shout out to the prices going down. This is a great time to be buying, not financial advice. Said Kelly, goodness gracious. I tell y'all with these names, Kelly Levenge, Levine, Levenge, Vice President of Consumer Insights at Alliance Life. And I also have a documented strategy for your money, a.k.a. a budget. You know, y'all need a vice president to tell you have a budget, particularly one developed with the help of a financial professional to review when you're feeling financially overwhelmed. You should be going over your budget every month and you should be looking at your overall financial plan for the year, five year plan, whatever, at least once a year, depending on, you know, your yearly plan. You can look at it, you know, every month, you know, because you got yearly goals, but a five year plan, you should have some goals baked in there to where you should be monitoring those at least, you know, something like every quarter or at least, you know, semi annually, something like that. But you should be writing down your goals for the year. It's not that hard. Thomas Racka, my God, can I get a regular name like John Doe? 
manager of the personal finance team at Navy Federal Credit Union, shout out Navy Federal, no sponsor, offers these four tips to get your finances in check. Okay, this is what Thomas Rocca, he's a manager for Navy Federal for personal finance team. Do your own audit. What did I just say? Do, do a budget. Shout out to my baking experience. Almost six years in. Shout out to the teller experience I have. Do your own audit. Yes, I've audited many people's finances because people writing checks. They want to know if they cleared or not. Start with the list of all your assets and liabilities. Yes, figure out your net worth. Ha ha. I talked about the black net worth earlier. This is what he advised. Thomas did. You won't be able to make decisions for next year if you don't take stock of where you currently stand. He said, yes, you need to do a budget and figure out how much debt you have. In your assets, most, I mean, look at your 401k is what most people are going to have from an asset standpoint. And then your house, if you don't have a tax on brokerage account, you're not going to have that. You can't take your car into account, but if you have debt on your car, then that's like going to be in a debt category. Cause usually your car loan is roughly how much your car um, is worth, even though the used car prices did go up this year. So whatever, make a plan to save. Oh my goodness. First thing I recommend is the budget, right? As far as I recommend a lot of things first, when we're talking about doing the budget though, necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle, but after you pay for your necessities and your debt payments, next thing I recommend as far as the financial house, the sixth thing is building some type of savings, right? That cash flow, that leftover amount I talk about. Shout out to Dave Ramsey, first baby step, save a thousand dollars. People don't like that. Prioritize a plan to set money aside every month. Okay. Yes. Save money. If you don't have any money saved, Usually it's three to six months of expenses. Even putting a small amount toward your savings account, emergency fund, or tax advantage retirement account will make a huge difference in the long run. See, this is where it gets tricky. And this is why, you know, I don't know if he said this word for word, but they are quoting him like this. There are no ellipses in here. See, it says make a plan to save. And then he's saying savings, but then he's also saying or tax advantage retirement account. That's investing. Don't withdraw from your retirement account because you viewed it as savings. No, that's investing. You need to separate what you're going to save and what you're going to invest as far as you're doing your budget. And if you're doing your budget and you're doing, um, you know, an employer, a 401k, 403b, whatever, you're not even going to be able to budget out that money because it's going to be gone before you even get paid. So this is where it gets tricky. Do not look at your emergency fund and how you can take away from that to pay for emergencies as you do a tax advantage retirement account or any of the retirement accounts, Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, anything. Those are separate as far as how you manage those. But you do, you do need to invest, right? But most people, and this is why it gets tricky, you probably don't have the cash flow if you're living paycheck to paycheck. You actually you might be better off in the short term so you can actually prepare for the long term to stop your investing. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, if you don't have no money, how are you going to spend money on non-necessities? That's why I say necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, it's going to be hard to say, yeah, you need to take that 401k match. You don't got no money. And no one has yet to explain that to me. I understand the theory and the math. But for people who don't have money, which is 63 percent of Americans living paycheck to paycheck, it's hard to say, yeah, you got to take that match when less than half of people, according to the survey, right, 37 percent are probably in a position because they're not living paycheck to paycheck. That's where it gets confusing. Shout out to the math. But as Dave Ramsey says, we was doing math. You probably wouldn't be broke. That's where it gets confusing. Talking money. If you don't got no money, you ain't been doing no math. Reevaluate your budget is saying. Check in with your proposed budget regularly to see how close you're staying to it. Shout out to every dollar by the Ramsey Network. Again, no sponsorship. That's the budget app that I use. You can use Mint, no sponsorship, personal capital, no sponsorship, whatever, whatever you want to use. Or you can do a Google uh, Excel sheet uh, uh, to set up your budget. You can find that in the description as well in the YouTube videos. I have one of those for you all as well from a template standpoint. You'll stay more on track yeah, with your budget. Your budget is what you have to do. This should be number one. You have to do a budget number one, do an audit. Yeah, I guess you can do an audit first to figure out where you're at. So that's like a one-time thing as far as you, know, you got to figure out what you're at. But then the budget is first because you need to do a budget so you can know how much you can plan to save. If 
but I'm not going to assume these are in any type of order. I'm ramped up too. I worked, I worked out already this morning. The classes are Monday and Wednesday, and I'm just like ramped. You'll stay more on track with your financial goals if you're honest about what you have and can spend. Last thing, fourth thing, make changes if necessary. Finally, don't be afraid to make adjustments. If you thought you would spend $50 a week on groceries, <laughs> but are actually spending closer to 70, find ways to reprioritize your spending to make up the $20 difference. Who's spending $50 a week on groceries? Let me know. $200 a month. For its part, the Federal Reserve hiked its target federal funds rate half a point to the highest level in 15 years. Okay, and we're wrapping up here, y'all. U.S. Central Bank also indicated even more increases are coming. So they're gonna keep they're gonna keep raising interest rates until inflation shows clear signs of a pullback. Well, what about when they announce that we're in a recession, which they haven't done yet? But hey. During a news conference, our chairman of the Fed, Jerome Powell, said it is important to keep right, finding inflation. Okay, so that expectation of higher prices does not become entrenched. Then Lending Club's paycheck to paycheck report is based on a survey of nearly 4,000 U.S. adults in November. They will put this at the very, very end, but this data is on 44,000 uh, people. So that's um, a little around, a little over 2,400 people, right? 60% of 4,000 are saying they're living paycheck to paycheck. But all right, y'all. Again, hold on, let me put me on the main screen. First thing I recommend is budget and track your transactions. Second thing I recommend is define how you want to handle debt, handle that way. And the third thing is, you know, long-term investing, legacy building, things like that. When it comes to doing your budget, how you break up your budget in order, necessities, first category, then debt payment, second category, third category is investments, and the fourth category is in lifestyle. So your income comes in right into your budget that's the very first thing then outgo or the outgo right the expenses go into first your necessities that looks like groceries not eating out groceries housing so utilities your rent or your mortgage whatever you get wi-fi and you get yourself from going utilities for me then if you have children on a significant weight loss or weight gain journey you have a clothing budget but from a necessity standpoint not so they can dress up for halloween and look fresh for your instagram photos but from a necessity standpoint okay then the fourth thing is transportation in order by the way for transportation car insurance gas and car notes against the law to not have car insurance all right so you got paper car insurance first then gas then the car note and then the fifth thing is any other insurance that you're not playing uh through your employer so that might be um uh life insurance um you might you might be paying for health insurance inside of that whatever it is but you know if you don't have medical dental and vision through your employer you need to put that there and pay for that right and then car insurance already taken care of then renters insurance mortgage insurance etc all those different type of things and the sixth thing i talk about is that savings so or that cash flow that leftover amount you want to be around 20 percent here after you take care of your necessities and your debt payments so you actually have some cash flow that wiggle room so you're not living paycheck to paycheck okay then you make your debt payments and you see where you're at and most of you, after you just pay for your necessities and your debt payments, you're going to have more than 20% left over or right around it. It's once you look at, because you're probably not investing, but when you look at how much you're spending on your lifestyle, some of you are spending more money eating out than you are on your groceries. And then you wonder why your health is messed up. And now you have to pay more from a medical bill standpoint because your health is messed up. Or you can't go out and work and make more money because your health is messed up and you have the energy. Okay, it's a cycle. Please break the cycle. But all right, y'all, again, I got to get up here. Hit that like button, share and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. And again, on the podcast platform, leave those rating reviews as well. Again, I am sideline underscore Corey. And then my co-host Jordan is Stop Stalling Jay. And his business page is finallyfit.live. And again, Jordan is doing a push at the end of the year to get some more clients. Y'all just seen the new video. Who like use meat? You know, I eat, J not, I eat Jay-Z for breakfast, but he's like that dream chaser's meat. I used to pray for times like this, like he's about to start rapping. But again, finally, fit.live, 
for Jordan's business page for his personal training. Again, 5.30 a.m. classes on Monday and Wednesday, and you get access to the Google Drive as far as all the online classes that are recorded, and Jordan's going to do uh, a monthly check-in with you as far as your particular health goals. Again, myself, my financial coaching information is in the description as well, $50 for one one-hour session a month, or $100 for up to one one-hour session a week, you know, just so you get four or five a month, how you want to look at that. But all right, y'all, that's all I got. So I got the student loan episode coming up and I got the yearly rec- recap episode coming up and I'm going to do another Wealth Wednesday. So I'm going to drop three episodes before the year ends and the recap episode as far as, you know, Roth increases tax brackets. It's going to be live and the student loan episode is going to be a live stream as well. So we got two live streams coming up. All right, y'all. Any questions, concerns, please reach out to us. But if not, remember to save more, say less, and keep making better your best. And I will catch y'all in the next one.